Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Outside of Pats and Bucks, outside of that game, what's the game of the week in the NFL? You heard sound just now from a fantastic new show at 2 p.m. called This Just In on ESPN. We'll get to your calls in just a minute, but Key J, you heard it. Like, this is crazy to me as long as Russell Wilson's been in the league already. Never lost three in a row in a season. Mm. Only one time did he have single-digit wins, and that was a nine-win season. Otherwise, double-digit wins every single year. Who was Pete's first quarterback? Right before Russell Wilson came in, and it was, um, whose job was it? Uh, why am I drawing a blank? I'm drawing a blank too. Evan, whose job was it in? in Not Matt uh, Finley. Matt Finley was signed, but no, no, no. You, as soon as I think, say it, you'll know what I'm talking. Who was the quarterback prior to Russell Wilson for Seattle? I can't. I can't. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, but it's it's someone. It wasn't gonna, John Kitner? No, no, no. It wasn't. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh, oh, ready for this? Give it to me. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Huh? Okay, yeah. Matt Hasselbeck was the QB for what a year? Uh, no, no, from two thousand one. It was Tavares Jackson, and you know, in uh, the year the year before Russell Wilson, it was Hasselbeck and Tavares Jackson, right? Like okay. that was what it was going to be, and then Russell Wilson came and it was over. With Matt Flynn, they signed for all that money, yeah, and he decided to go with Russell Wilson. And I'm just thinking, I, I'm trying to think of the bad years that Pete had if there was a stretch in there where they could have potentially lost three games just off the top of my head, not looking at a computer or anything. It, and I could see where he wouldn't lose three games. It's hard. When you, when you are good, it's hard to lose three in a row when you're good. Well, but you know what's even harder? Well, two it's, in a row, it happens. It's harder to three be, is hard. It's harder to be so good that in 10 years, you, the only time you don't win double digits, you win nine. Jay, that's like that's, that's almost like the NFC version of the Patriots or something. No, I, but how about the issue that the Seahawks have with their defense, though? I mean, we know how explosive Russell can be, but that defense has been something that we've been questioning over the last couple of years. Well, it, it started to get better towards the end of last year. This year, a lot of penalties. Ever since Ken Norton Jr. became the defensive coordinator, they just haven't quite gotten it right. I don't know what that means. They it just, it, it just haven't gotten it to the point of where they wanted it to be. Chris Richard was the defensive coordinator several years ago. They were okay teetering along. Then they bring in uh, Ken Norton Jr. They they start off slow. They finish decent on the back end every single year since he's been to D.C. Um, it, it's not the same, and I think the expectations have always been set because Pete Carroll, defensive coordinator, uh, defensive-minded coach, along with having the success of the Legion of Boom, the Legion of Boom been boomed out for a while. Yeah. But we still holding on. It's just like in boxing. If somebody told me that at you know five years ago Mike Tyson could get in and be the heavyweight champion of the world again, I'd bet every dollar I got. <laughs> yeah, right. Because of Mike Tyson, yeah. he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. And that's how I felt about this defense. Like, oh, yeah, they'll retool. They'll get some. But new dudes, it, not new, the same dudes. New dudes. And here's the thing about Seattle to me. This is what is even more impressive. When I talk about quarterback-coach combinations, right, like can John Gruden and Derek Carr be that? So far this year, it's checking out. Every year they've gotten better and they're, they're undefeated this year. But when I look at Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, guys, the Legion of Boom is gone. The defense has been suspect, right? 
the offensive line, ever since they traded Max Unger for Jimmy Graham, and they thought, oh, we'll just get guys in the third round, coach them up. That hasn't worked. Like, they don't well, have you a got, defense. You, they don't have an O-line. They're still winning man, double digits. you got digits. Steve Hutchinson and Walter Joneses and stuff like that. Back I then. Mean, that's, you're going to be good. Yeah, back then, but it's yeah. been a minute since then. No, I'm saying it's, it's hard to find those type of guys. I mean, it really is. No doubt. What I'm saying is they haven't, until recently, they haven't really put a lot of resources there. It is so hard for a quarterback coach without a good defense and without an offensive line where every year, Key, Jay, you know, 10, 12 wins. 10, 12 wins a yeah, year. Yeah, but, but it was a layup in the, in the division. Yeah, not anymore. No, it was a layup. Yeah, you, but, you, you had the Arizona Cardinals was hot garbage. Yeah. The 49ers couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, they had the, the little bit of a run with a hardball. But for that, for the most part, they were terrible with Mike Nolan and, yeah. and Singletary and them. And then the Rams, come on, we already know what that so Jeff this, so, Okay, was. so that's the whole thing. That just set the stage, right? So now everyone calls it the best division in football. And certainly it's an excellent division at the very least. You like the AFC West, you like the AFC yeah, I was, North. I, was, I, was but, but, I think but, I know where you're going. So, right, so now they're one and two. What, like new, but a new world. Defense still not good. Offensive line, eh? Gotten better, but eh? Are you? Are we saying Russell Wilson can drop three in a row here? It's feasible. I mean, yeah. they could. They back. They back and forward. They go back and forward. San Francisco, Seattle. You win at my house. I win at yours. We yeah. we split every single year. Feels like. Yeah. And that could happen. It could happen. And if it happens, do the frustration settle in with either Pete or Russell Wilson? Because Russell asked for this, we gave him that. Pete Carroll. Oh, well, are you losing your fastball as a coach? Well, you know, do you start that pointing the finger, blah, blah, blah? Because when you lose three in a row, when you had such high expectations coming into a season, it can be very difficult. It can wear on your team and organization. I mean, we're talking about three in a row, four in a row. Well, they got I mean, two they play the Rams next. They play the Rams next. And that's what, I said about, yeah. that's what I said about the division is the Rams playing Arizona. Then all of a sudden they play Seattle – Arizona plays San Francisco in the next couple of weeks. They start canceling each other out. Yeah, yeah. If if it stays like that, I'm saying what you said, Key. In years past, there are some layups in there, even yeah. the divisional rivalries. Yeah. But still, it's a layup. Right now, there are no layups no in the layups. division. They're one and two. They got a, they got San Francisco, and then they got the hottest San team Francisco. in football in the Rams. Then they go on the road to Pittsburgh. I mean, this is where guys. Layup, but. This Still is what I'm saying. Guys like Russell Wilson and combinations like him and Pete Carroll, it's so impressive to me because there are times where it's like, oh, my God, one and two, they could be – but they never seem to wind up that way. If they do it again, like, I don't know. I just don't see him losing. I don't see him going to one and three. All right. I mean, it could. It's possible, but it, it'd be a new day. By the way, uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, Zach in Texas. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Outside of the Pats-Bucks, game of the week in the NFL, what do you think, Zach? Yeah, um, I, actually, I mean, I'm a big Cowboys fan, and I actually had a question for Keyshawn, really. Um, do you think the Cowboys are for real this year? I mean, I know you get that question probably every year. Um, but, I mean, they've looked pretty good so far. The defense is shaping up pretty, pretty decent. Um, and the other thing, question I have is, I mean, do you think you can get Tony Pollard as just your number one and get rid of Zeke? Well, let me answer the first one. I do think that they're real. I've always thought that they were real. Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan were not good in the pandemic season, and things just didn't work out. Everybody hurt, quarterback hurt. 
cancel out last year. This year, they certainly are headed in the right direction. The quarterback, whenever you have a good quarterback, your team's going to be good. I don't care what the offensive line looks like. I don't care. Whenever you have a good quarterback, your team is going to be good, and they retooled the defense. In terms of just getting rid of Zeke, I, I know he hasn't lived up to what the expectations were when they paid him the money, when he decided to return from Cabo, and everybody's like, oh, and he bought out. A lot of it had to do with the offensive line being banged up and hurt, not really uh, having a a quarterback that was competent. Now he has that. We saw last week he got better. They gave him the touches you, at a running back. As a at a running back position, you've got to get the touches to be effective. No, you don't touch the ball. I can't help you. It's the same as a receiver. Receive you don't throw to me. How in the hell am I supposed to help you? Especially running backs, because if you never get the carries, then you never have that explosive play. You never get in a rhythm. And I think he's fine. I think he. I think he's. Okay, you continue. Everybody had the days of a single back just dominating by itself have been long gone. Especially a guy just running the ball. Everybody you guys, has. You always well, got a, a, a two back system, Jay. Yeah, plus, you can utilize him in the red zone because he just he just punishes the ball. I mean, that's what he did against the Chargers. And that's what he did against the Eagles. Yeah, he had about ninety yards. Yeah, it's fine. But he, he punishes people. I mean, it's different. Tony Pollard and him have different set of skills. And Tony Pollard, when he hits that open slot, man, he's gone. He's out. That's different than Ezekiel Elliott. Doesn't mean that Ezekiel can't be utilized differently, just as effectively, though. Yeah, but everybody, that, for the most part, though, two backs are a norm. Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah, Derrick Henry, but that's their offense. Yes. That's what but they that's do. that's yet another reason that people would say. Like, the best argument I have for paying a, or drafting a backup high, you never have to pay him. You use them up for five years. If you have to, you franchise them once or twice and then goodbye, right? Because the guarantee is based on how many more years they think you have. And by the time you're 27, 28, your guarantee is only going to be but so much because they think you're done at 29 or 30, right? So that's the argument for drafting a back but not paying them. But the flip side, what you're saying is, well, everyone's running a two-back system. That's more of an argument yeah, not to pay the Yeah, but everybody ain't mm-hmm. got two backs that's good. And that's the difference. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Is an outlier. Everybody yeah. doesn't have two backs that are good. So, yeah. Max, you're saying you wouldn't you know, pay Saquon Barkley? I hate. I, I don't want to talk bad about someone else's money, especially. I love watching Saquon. Too late. He's you already hurt. said running backs. But I think there should be an exception <laughs> in the CBA for running backs. I think they need to be paid separately from everyone else because they're getting used up. It's just see, not fair compared wait, to other positions. But, see, you can't do that, though, Max, because then if that running back says there should be an exception – for talk shows hosts like Max, yeah. and this should be a cap, and it, that's not right. No, no, not a cap. I'm saying you got to figure out a way to get them money because smart teams are just going to stop paying them. That, that you, every running back that's a uh-huh. lead back is going to get paid. Mm-hmm. We've said it a million times, and I'll keep saying it over and over. A lead back is going to get paid because there's only a handful of guys like that. Tony Pollard becomes a lead back. What is he going to look like for 17 weeks? Keyshawn, like? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, and use code KJM to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, we now welcome in three-time Super Bowl yeah. champion Ty Law on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Ty. Hold on, man. Ty. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? What's up? You only got three Super Bowls. You should be the one mad at Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, hey, look. Everybody else running around mad at him. I'm like, damn, Ty only got three? 
You should be the one mad. Only three. Man, hey, hey you know what? But I, I, I got to say, I lost one key. I should have four, man. Green Bay put it on us, uh, you know, my second year in 96. So we lost that to Green Bay. So technically, I feel I should, I should have four. Oh, okay. What's, what, what, what you, what, man, what's the V for on your shirt? Uh, oh, man, that's the V one. You know I'm always representing my brand. You know, my Baca brand. And yeah. I, I, I got some early morning, early morning in my coffee. Get that V one vanilla, y'all. I'm trying, trying to tell you. Perky, perky, uh, start your day. So this, 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 this is what I'm gonna say though. In all honesty, right. The next time you're on this show, and the mm-hmm. vodka is not sitting next to me, and when I see you, it's on and popping because the last time you was on the show, it's mm-hmm. supposed to have been delivered. I'm to send it. I don't know who fault that is. Don't cheat me too, Ty. I'm here. I don't know. Hey, me, no, no. me hey, and Jay, hey, Jay you know, Jay you got to get it to us now. Max, I got y'all. And look, I got something special Appreciate coming out, a lim- limited edition, man. I can't give it all to you right now on the show, but I got something special coming out, a signature flavor. It's going to be cold, y'all. But I-, I promise you, look, I want to open it up on y'all's show. Let's do it, and let's let's launch it together on y'all's show, man. Come okay. on. Right, look, give, me, give me your word. I'll give you my word. No, my word right. is bond. You know that. We good. All right. <laughs> okay, we, no we doubt. We 100 with no it. No doubt. Ty, I like to keep it 90. I, I give myself some wiggle room. I Keyshawn because Always you, ne- you never room. know. Keyshawn. Hey, Jay Will, I'm trying to tell you about Keyshawn, man. Talk to me. He will sit there. And he, he he loves to try to play games and pranks on you. I know we talked about it last time. Even out there on the field, he, he'll, he'll butter you up a little bit, and then he'll try to rip your head off, man. So, yeah, I never know what's coming with Keyshawn because we cool. <laughs> but then sometimes I'm like, damn, he, he done tried to cut me. He done tried to block me hard. I'm like, God damn, Keyshawn, I thought we good. The, play, the player's over here, man. We ain't even, so we ain't wait, even play, So, man. wait, Ty, tell me about that. How, how, how was uh, – we, we both know who Key is off the field, obviously on camera, just in life and, and fun. How was he on the field, though? I mean, he was a problem. I mean, you talk about a, a big body that he wasn't afraid to put his hands on you. I remember one player in particular, you know, I went to go jam him. He actually grabbed me. He pulled me by. And then, and like, basically it was a pass interference on his ass. And, you know, he just kept on running. But that's how Keyshawn plays. And if you ain't looking, you better keep your head on the swivel because he liked to kind of oh, sneak and come man. behind and get a good block in. Mm. I mean, you ain't as bad as Heinz Ward. You ain't no. bad as Heinz Ward now. Heinz Ward was bad. But Keyshawn, you 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 a sneaker brother every now and again. No, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember playing Foxborough. We playing the yeah. Jets, and he comes up. He, you know, he want a quick jam it in, and I literally yanked him to a point where Ty went ten yards behind me, and I'm wide open for a sixty yard bomb. Vinny wasn't ready to throw. He threw it to, threw it about ten yards over my head. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell him what happened at the end of the play. Go ahead, keep keep on going. Hey Max, keep on going. Yeah, what happened? What hey, happened at the end of the play? I can't. I can't on his ass, you know. Hey, you know, you know, I ain't got the speed like prime time, but I came. I, I feel like prime time on that place. We, I was mad at Key. So you're saying one, you're man, saying but, Key is you know, blaming Vin- Testaverde, but it, was, man, it has something to do with Ty Law. He wasn't ready no, to throw. I, 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 I pulled out my inner prime time and I turned on them jets and I came back and got it. So you say Key ran more like a tight end, oh, three Jay, time please. Super Bowl champion Ty Law on the Goodyear Hotline. Ty, we've been asking a lot of people predictions, what they think, da-da-da. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. how do you think Tom Brady should be, should be received in New England? Uh, with open arms, a lot of admiration. Uh, I think they should take 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes, to show the appreciation of, for, what he's done, uh, for what he's done in New England. And then after all the celebration and after all the hoopla, it's time to go out there and play football, and I think it should be – your mission as a player, because you know he's going to break 
the all-time record. You know, he's going to pass Drew Brees in Foxborough. How ironic is that? Yeah. But as a team, you should go out there and want to take him out. Not as far as physically, but you want to win the game and you want to kick his butt. You know what I mean? It's, 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 all about, it's all about winning at the end of the day. And if you want to keep to the tradition of what has been established in New England, it's about winning. It's not about anything else. So, you know, uh, all, all praise to Tom. If, look, I'm, I'm a Tom Brady fan. He's the greatest of all time. I've said it so many times. Not only the greatest quarterback, he's the greatest football player, period, hands down of all time. But on Sunday, when he comes to New England, hey, I'm hey, I'm going for the Patriots. You know, that's who drafted me. So, hey, I'm, I'm Tom Brady. Any other day, any other game yeah. besides this one. <laughs> hey, hey, um, Ty, I've been, I've been kind of in my mind playing with the idea that Tom Brady was discovered by Bill Belichick in the front office. And they brought him along and taught him all the little things that he needed to be successful within the New England system. And now you got the master in Bill Belichick going up against a guy that he trained and taught everything. Who do you think know more about one another? Do Bill know more about Tom's strengths and weaknesses or do Tom know more about the defensive side of the ball, strengths and weaknesses for New England? You know, that that's a great question, Key. And I, and I think they've both been in the game so long. They're so experienced. They know one another so well. It's going to be hard to put anything past Tom Brady out on the football field. He's unseen it all. You know, and I've known Coach Belichick to bring out something that we haven't seen as a player. Like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? So he probably has a trick up his sleeve. Uh, he's played and he's had so many different, you know, personnel so he can play around a little bit. But as far as Tom uh, playing against him, we haven't seen that much. So I think the advantage somewhat will go, you know, to, to Belichick because Tom hasn't played against everything that he's thrown at him. He's played against everything else around the league. But Coach Belichick, he always seems to come up with a plan. So I don't know uh, exactly that, that. Like I said, that's a great question. But I would think because of the experience that Coach Belichick might have an advantage as far as, okay, I might Tom might not recognize this, but I can take this guy out. I can take this guy out. I can do something creative. Once you're on the football field, like I said, Tom, he's seen it all. But I know Coach Belichick is the smartest mind probably the, the game has ever seen. So, you know, I, I think he can – have somewhat of an advantage, you know, from a personnel standpoint because he has to mix and match. Ty, obviously the competitive fire in this game is going to be next level between these two giants, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. you've been in the foxhole. You've seen Tom in the foxhole. Are there any moments that you can recall where you just – you saw something or you heard something that where the, the fire was so just next level where you're like, I didn't even know people can get to the level. Now, obviously, you're a competitive dude that – you think it will give us insight into what we might see on Sunday evening? You know what? Tom is one of those guys that he's, he's laser-focused laser on, on what he's doing. He's one of those guys, you know, it's, it's one thing to say it, but to live it every day with that laser focus to be the best. I have not seen too many people that can do it like Tom Brady. And I think one of those things that, that you see with Tom is just his energy as far as his willing to – uh, not only compete, but prior to the game, you always see the quarterback. And as you know, Keyshawn, they kind of like over here. Yeah, you know they they they're not in, they're not in the they're not in the 
middle jumping around, head button and things like that, slapping shoulder pads. Tom is one of those guys. He's one of the rare quarterbacks that come in there and give you a head, but that'll damn near give you a concussion before the game. <laughs> and that is something that that I always love and respect about Tom. He's, you know, he's Tom Brady, but he's also one of the guys. He don't look at himself as I'm just a quarter, I'm the quarterback and everybody else. Tom emerges himself within the team and uh he 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 lets everybody know that I'm a, I'm a part of you guys and I'm going to do everything that a football player is supposed to do, not necessarily what a quarterback is supposed to do for organization. Say, man, go get your Tweety Bird, man. Yeah, by the way, you know what? Five times. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what you too, got, that, what, what you got a little that, a yellow Tweety Bird going on behind me? Behind no, you, better yet? African Gray. Uh, yeah, no, African Gray, man. His name is Tupac. We, we named him Tupac. He's about 25 years old, too, man. So he's been in the family yeah, for a Let me long see time. him. Can you I get him? I covered him up so he shut up. He pronounces it Tupac. Can you get him? No, 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 now, look, it's crazy. Now, he might mess around and bite me because, you know, I feed him all the time. He'll bite me, but my cousin... Raymond come, he'll, you know, be all nice. So I ain't messing with that damn bird. I just feed him, man. He bites the hand that feeds him? The bird bites the hand that feeds him? Exactly, man. The bird is older than my kids, man. Like I said, he's like almost uh, 25 years old, man. And they say they can live till 70 years old. So I'm Whatever like, you do, you know, Ty, I, I'm, whatever you do, mm-hmm. keep the vodka away from him. Whatever you do. Oh, uh, he bite me again. Like, like he got me last night. I ain't gonna lie. He bite me again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour some of this vodka on him. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pour, I'm, I'm gonna pour it in his bowl. Problem is, if he likes it, <laughs> yeah, three times Super Bowl bird. champ. Five, you see the accolades on the three times Super Bowl champ, five time Pro Bowler, twice all, first team All Pro, and that adds up to the Football Hall of Fame. Thank you, Ty. All right, T. All right, T. Hey, hey, hey thanks for having me, guys. I got y'all, man. All right, you got it, brother. So, Ty Law, ladies and gentlemen. He's He'll be man. on the show in about two months. Oh, yeah, man. I, I got y'all. Dudes, <laughs> I got a new flavor coming. Like, man, where's our vodka? Stop being Patriots cheap. Patriots Bucks is not the only game with a battle of former co-workers. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The college football weekend is filled with top 25 matchups. Number seven, Cincinnati versus number nine, Notre Dame. Number two, Georgia versus number eight, Arkansas. And number 12, Ole Miss at number one, Alabama. SEC Nation will be in Tuscaloosa for Lane Kiffin against Nick Saban. And Laura Rutledge, the host of SEC Nation on SEC Network and NFL Live on ESPN joins us now. Good morning to the great Laura Rutledge. What's up, LR? What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. Just waiting and fired up to talk to you about this upcoming game. Lane Kiffin. It's Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban. It's not even Alabama versus Ole Miss, Laura. It's, it's one of those games that everybody's waiting to see 
if Lane Kiffin wins this football game, what will it do for Lane in his career? Well, I got to tell you, Key, uh, Nick Saban's skin is crawling right now as you're even saying that because he hates the, he would call you rat poison right now for saying that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, this is a fascinating matchup, and, and you're right. If for some reason this Ole Miss team, which, by the way, is very possible, can pull out a win in Tuscaloosa, it would change the entire trajectory of their program. Now, listen, there's a lot that has to go their way and things, are going to have to happen that are unexpected. But the reality is this Olness offense is the top offense in the country. They're averaging over 600 yards of offense every single game, and their points, their point average is like over 50. It was funny because we interviewed Lane Kiffin actually after week one when they beat Louisville, and he wasn't even there because of the COVID situation. And he said, oh, yeah, we, if, it's a, if we're around 400 yards of offense, we consider that a really bad day. That's just the day and age that we're living in in college football when it comes to the offenses in the game, but also as it relates to Ole Miss and their quarterback in Matt Corral, who is for sure the Heisman favorite right now, even though Bryce Young's probably right there neck and neck with him, uh, but also potentially the number one quarterback taken off the board in next year's NFL draft. Laura, what are you hearing in terms of like, if you go back, uh, I don't know, several years ago when Hugh Freeze was the head coach at Ole Miss, they would give Alabama a run for their money on the offensive side of the ball, putting up points. Lane did it again last year. What are you hearing about the way they can defend or how they would defend Lane's offense so those sort of things won't happen? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because Lane Kiffin even said this week that every defense they've played changes their defense to try and defend this Ole Miss offense. And so they're already expecting that. So, you know, the way that Alabama will approach it is probably like that. They're going to be specifically based on matchups. They're going to work for them to try and defend this offense. But I also think that if you play Ole Miss, you accept that they're going to score points, right? So it's a tough day for the defense. Defense can get worn down, but you're almost more reliant on your own offense, which Alabama in this case can score, right? And so I think, at the end of the day, it comes back to that. Brian Robinson, Alabama's running back, who was out last week with a rib injury, is expected to play again. I think that's huge because at the end of the day, this Ole Miss defense has shown improvement, but they're not at the level where they can you know, sit there and stop an Alabama offense that's functioning at a very high level as well. But you know, Kiffin said this too. I think if, if Ole Miss is able to win this thing, especially on the road, the crazy things are going to have to happen, right? The things that you are not expecting are going to have to happen, and they know that. I wouldn't be shocked if they've got some trick plays dialed up, if they've got some things that, you know, Kiffin knows Saban well and, and vice versa, right? So they've got some things that they think they can sort of do to put this team off balance. But it's that's why it makes it such an interesting game because on the other side, you know that, that Saban's doing the same thing, right? This This is – um, it, it's another fascinating one in the Saban versus his former assistants, but this one's got a little extra to it just because of the history between these two coaches. Laura Rutless joining us, host of NFL Live and SEC Nation on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Laura, just in his second year, he's gotten Ole Miss to be ranked 12th in the nation. H- how has he changed around the culture of this program so quickly? That's a great question because I think a lot of people look at Lane Kiffin and remember him being fired on the tarmac. Sorry for that key, but I had to put that in there. Uh, They remember some of the hijinks at Tennessee, you know, and and I I do think that Kiffin, while he is sort of this new age coach and the way that he approaches his Twitter feed and the way that he 
puts things out there that maybe other coaches wouldn't. He's not maybe as stiff as some other coaches, but he has in a lot of ways grown and matured and improved as a head coach. And, and he would even say, looking back, that he wasn't ready for those head coaching roles in the way that he wanted to be ready at the times that he got them. So I do think that you know, the way he's changed the culture in Oxford, the way that he's changed the perception of Ole Miss nationally, especially after what happened with Hugh Freeze and, and where they were for a while there to rebuild it as quickly as he has. That's why this is a game, and I, I hate to be this, oh, hey, there's, a, there's some sort of victory in losing because there's not, right? They want to get the win. But I do think if they play Alabama really close, that's even going to go a long way in recruiting and in the overall conversation around this team. But that what he's built there and what he continues to build, especially with Matt Corral and the headlines as much as he is, they're going to continue to recruit well, and this is going to be a destination spot for college football players. Laura, real quick, because we've got to get out of here, but I want to ask you this. If Lane Kiffin somehow could pull off this victory against Nick Saban in Alabama, or even, like you said, pins and needle close, does he become the hottest coaching candidate again in his career that could potentially be on the market for one of those openings in power five or the NFL? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think he might already be there in a lot of ways because here's why key the offense. And we know that this game at the college and NFL level right now is so based around offense. I think that's attractive no matter where you are. Well, a win. That was Laura Rutledge. Laura, thank you yeah, for I'll see her jumping in about on. 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> or less. The great Laura Rutledge. A win by Ole Miss would certainly be the celebratory moment of the week. Last week, Arkansas's win over Texas A&M was a celebratory moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion. With Allstate, championship savings for the win. Now. A national championship rematch next. What could we be talking about? KJM on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Life is good. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, you know what I mean? <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. A battle of the last two number one picks. We've seen these two quarterbacks head-to-head before. Joe Burrow's LSU Tigers beat huh? the brakes off of Terrence, the Trevor, Terrence, Trevor Lawrence's Clemson Tigers. It's a new quarterback? College football <laughs> playoff national championship <laughs> game two years ago. So what should we expect tonight? Let's hear from our reporters on the scene. Here's Mike DiRocco on what he's seen from the Jags' top picks so far. Trevor Lawrence has made some impressive throws, shown some good pocket presence and movement, nice and hasn't gotten rattled. Definitely some positive steps in his development, but his biggest issue is turnovers. He has nine in three games. He said four of his seven interceptions were bad reads, which he counts as a more severe mistake than a bad throw. But Urban Meyer and offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel are pleased with his progress and his approach. Lawrence said he tries to pick out something each week to focus on. Last week it was making faster reads and getting rid of the ball quicker. He said he did that, and you could see it on his touchdown pass to DJ Chark. But he said his number one priority now is stop turning the ball over because it's hard to win games when you're minus eight in turnover ratio. I love that, that he's picking out one thing to focus on, one thing at a time. So we we saw the improvement in that one area, and now he's focusing on turnovers. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I I don't mind him turning the football over right now. Turn it over. Get it out your system right now because you're not going anywhere any damn way. Like a young point guard. You want to see him taking some chances. Get it out the system and then – Learn from your mistakes week in and week out, and then come back next year, retool, because you're not going anywhere. Let's be honest. You know, how you deal with that mentally? I remember, you know, my record in college was 95 and 13 in three years. I lost 13 games in my first three three weeks of the NBA, right? And what that does to you psychologically. So, for him, he's thrown seven picks already in three games. He threw five last year, the entire year, for Clemson. So, I think just continuing to be aggressive, but still just – being able to go through his progressions and being sharp, always I pushing hear, to be sharp. And the only difference that. with that, though, Jay, is your 13 losses in the pros or in college basketball wasn't your situation, your fault. You're, this is somewhat his yeah. because he's giving the ball to the other team and yeah. they're capitalizing on those turnovers and mistakes. I hear that, and I hear that like just like a young point guard, make aggressive mistakes. But now I do want to see. He's focusing on turnovers, one thing at a time. Yeah. Let's see the results this week because then there's the 2020 number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Here's what Ben Baby says to expect in the matchup. Thursday's contest between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars marks a rematch between two of the biggest young quarterbacks in the game. Mm. Cincinnati's Joe Burrow will face Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence for the first time since Burrow's LSU Tigers beat Lawrence and Clemson to win a national title in 2020. Burrow had a lot of praise for this year's top overall pick when he spoke with reporters on Tuesday. Burrow said Lawrence had, quote, all the talent in the world and is just going to keep getting better and better with more reps. The Bengals are looking to build on their best start since 2018 while Lawrence is seeking his first NFL win. See, it, it, it's so funny is you, you say, well, which one would you start a franchise with right now? Which one would you take? Blah, 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 blah. And I say, well, you know, I, I like Trevor Lawrence, but I like Joe Burrow too. And if both were on the board and one went and I was picking at two, I'm okay. I, I'm happy with either one of the two. I think they're very similar uh, I don't think that there's just, you know, one's over here and the other one's so far behind. I think they're both Question. good quarterbacks. Question. 
why was Joe Burrow, before he got hurt as a rookie, mm-hmm. on a bad team in a bad franchise, able to have some success right away? He looked better early than Trevor Lawrence. And he was also on a bad team, bad, you know, the whole thing. I think they, first of all, I think that there's, there's was a misconception. Well, it's not a misconception because the record is what it was with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. That's why they picked him number one yeah, overall. Right, sure. But they still had some pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, Nixon at running back, Green a couple receivers. You know, they had a little pieces. They didn't bring in a college coach. They didn't bring in a yeah. college. So it was a little bit different. I think this is a complete rebuild for Jacksonville. Like it's just a it's just all new, and so I think that that's what you're you're looking at opposed to a dude one coming from a pro style system at LSU into the pro, so there wasn't this huge massive uh, learning curve where you gotta turn to the sideline Clemson dude now all of a sudden I'm in the pros I gotta it's so it's so much different Jay Jay. I- there, I could see Key watching some Trevor Lawrence throws, and Trevor Lawrence, to me, and this is from basketball, too, you have some guys who do certain things that are important in such an eye-popping way. They get ranked a certain way. Jerry Stackhouse's first step, or someone's hops, or whatever, or someone's shot. But there are other dudes who just can play well, right? Like, mm-hmm. And those guys don't pop as much, maybe. But maybe that's the better choice. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is the guy who makes your eyes pop, and Joe Burrow somehow just wins. I'll tell you, in that game against Pittsburgh, I mean, it's amazing what having little protection does for you, right? Like, he actually was protected in the pocket. He didn't get sacked one time. Like, think about that for Joe Burrow. He didn't get sacked one time versus Pittsburgh. So, you know, when you have time, and then obviously he's able to play that way, and versus the Jags, look, like they've had – I think like four sacks or in the past three games or something like that. Some kind of abysmal number unless Josh Allen comes crazy off the edge. I just I just feel like Joe Burrow, when you start, everybody talks about Penny Sewell. They should have gotten Penny Sewell. Well, okay, like as long as they continue to make the right improvements with that O-line and he has protection, you got weapons like Jamar Chase. I mean, that's a team that's coming together at the right time. Yeah, they, 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 they're learning. They're learning. I mean, they're learning. I would have still liked them to take Penny Sewell, who's playing pretty good for the Detroit Lions right now because – I feel like protection, you can always find a receiver. I hate to say it, and I played the position, but you can always find a receiver that could do some things. And they already had T. Higgins, and, and so I'm like, okay. But I get it. I understand it. It seems like it's working out for them. Um, but tonight's game will be interesting. You know, I, you there, know, there is a trend, Key. You said you could always find a receiver. There is a trend, it seems to me, of getting the quarterback, a guy he played with, be it a running back or a wideout, in college and using draft pick to bring that guy in for the quarterback. Do you think there is an advantage to doing that? I don't because I don't think that there's an advantage to doing it. Jamar Chase was going to thrive, whatever, whoever he went to. He could have gone to Denver Broncos. He was going to be well because he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, T. Higgins is there, didn't play with Joe Burrow, had a fabulous rookie season prior to Burrow being hurt. So it's not like, you had to do that. But doesn't it I, – I, I'd assume they do it I to make the quarterback feel comfortable. When I say you can get a receiver anywhere, it's not like you have to take him in the top five picks. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Keenan Allen was a second-round guy. Look what he's done with the – my nephew was a second-round guy mm-hmm. who has dominated the National Football League at an all-time high who was offensive player of the year a year ago or two years ago. So it's like – you you just 
I, I don't know. I like protection because a quarterback has got to be able to get me the football. If he's on his back, then it's it could be troublesome. But Jay, I hear what I hear what Key is saying, but it does seem to me that teams are making the choice intentionally to even if it is to burn a pick, maybe they could get something similar later to make that guy feel comfortable, to give him something he's familiar with. Sometimes it's a running back, sometimes it's a wide out, but it feels like they're trying to get these quarterbacks uh, comfortable out the gate. Can you, can you imagine being Russell Wilson before all this stuff happened and you're, you're watching the Cincinnati Bengals kind of consult with their second-year quarterback who's going into a second year <laughs> about – Hey, like, what do you think about Jamar Chase? Like, we're, you know, we're, we're really thinking about bringing him on board. We love what he brings to the table. What, what would you think? Like, it, that's the kind of power quarterbacks are getting these days. Yeah, Russ started sensing that, I think, in the offseason. Started thinking, ankles. wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, here it comes. This is the time of the show where Dude, he gets gotta, ready to, put that on your ankles, man. to hit Jay oh, with something. Hey, put it on your ankles. Sean J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. First take, ESPN Keep the camera on this man right now. Greenies we have to next. protect Jay Will. First take, Stephen A. Sirius Get him some lotion for ankles. And your smart speakers. We'll see you tomorrow. Greeny coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.